And so um, I'd like you to tune your ear uh, to our bishop who will say something to all of us who are in training. Because training is our happy place. Turn to somebody, look square in the back of their soul. New or not, listen, training, tell them trailing is our happy place. Turn to somebody else, look them square in the face, say training is our happy place. And so if you're a part of this body, then a part of our lifestyle is we are trained. And we have a master coach who faithfully goes to the Lord on behalf of you. One day the Lord, long, 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 long time from now, the Lord going to call him up to he gonna be his time. And he's going to give an account for your soul. So you might want to listen with your whole life so that you can so that you can hit the target for which you were created. Today we take a step forward in what God wants us to do. You need to make sure that you understand your CPA. You need grace to answer the call, to walk in the purpose, and to do the assignment. That good? And so, Father, we ask you for a new and a fresh ear tuned to the shepherd that you gave to us. Because the shepherd's sheep know his voice. And so, Lord, we lift our expectations, not just for kids and for parents, but for us personally. Because we need help to accomplish what you have given us to do. We are grateful, Lord, for giving us a, a, a pastor who is full of compassion and word to implant into us, to inject us with what we need so that we can live your word on the outside of these four walls. We tune our hearts to you and we, we ask you for the grace to not just be hearers, but to be doers. In the name of Jesus, amen. Clap your hands for your father, your bishop. Lynn Johnson. Touch her. Uh, if you haven't grabbed the hand of the person, this is a teamwork. It is often said it takes a village to raise a child. And sometimes we don't get it. We have become and are continuing to become a village. And your local church becomes your spiritual family and that's why in the Bible it uses the analogy of the body and the family in regards to the church some of you have not understood as much as you need to the importance of family and what that means for you because all of our children now get impacted by our friends and our brothers and our sisters Father in Jesus name Thank you for equipping us, reminding us, filling us with what is needed for the next generation. We thank you that what you have decreed is coming about, that this is a season of divine reversals. And we, and we thank you that it already began and is now for many beginning today. Let it be so, let it be demonstrated that you may receive the praise and the glory. And all God's people said, Amen. 
Amen. Amen. You haven't hugged each other. You better hug that parent. Sometimes your kids are only going to listen to them and not you. You better hug them. And you may have your seats. Fairy, we'll do the best we can on this. But I'm going to begin in, with Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse, um, uh, verses 4 through 9. And that is on the sheet, um, Back to School Sunday. In Deuteronomy, chapter, in Deuteronomy chapter 6, in fact, in the whole book of Deuteronomy, it's actually, Deuteronomy is a second receiving of the law. When God um, made clear to them what he said the first time. Um, God in the law was presenting to his people the culture in which they were to engage. He was forming with them a people, a way of living. And today, as we pray for our children, our teachers, administrators, and parents, I want you to remember what God said. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. These words are spoken. Hear the word of God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And these words which I'm commanding you today or this day shall be on your heart these words shall be in your heart and you shall teach them diligently unto your children and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house that's not TV praise the Lord and you shall you shall and when you walk by the way and when you lie down. So he's saying these words, the word of the Lord. We should teach them diligently. Diligent means painstaking effort. We shall teach the words of the, of the Lord diligently to our children. Talk to them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way. And when you lay down. And when you when you when they when they lay down and when they rise up, then he says you should bind them as a sign on their hand. They shall be as frontlets before their eyes or between their eyes. And you shall write them upon the post of your home and on your gates. It's kind of interesting how the Lord goes about education. What I want to say quickly this morning is that education, and God has never changed his mind, education is the parent's responsibility, not the state. Education is a, is a responsibility 
given to the parents. We're suffering because we turn this responsibility over too much to the state. And now we're having to save our children from the state. praying about this before delivering this and and I I I, I wrestled with how much to say about this my wife and I have been having a conversation over the last several few months several weeks how I've come to the conviction that I don't believe I can hold out any longer. I think I'm going to have to create a school for our kids. Some of you parents are so uninvolved in the education of your children, you have no idea what they're being taught. You have no idea what they're being exposed to. And you wonder why they're saying what they're saying and doing what they do when they come home. They got it from that environment. And they got it from very, very skilled people who are skilled at giving your child a culture opposite of, the, of yours. We do know we're in trouble when we can't tell the difference we are unwilling to give the difference of the definition of what a man is and a woman is. You know we're in trouble when teachers are telling your children, I'll help you develop your own sexual identity and you don't have to tell your parents. We know we're in trouble when the state raises personal rights of a child above the rights of parents have you lost your mind yeah you have but God has not changed his mind so when he gave this this whole edict of education he gave it because of his word being taught and they were to be taught by the parents Parents are responsible for the education of their children. Parents are responsible for the education of their children. Parents are responsible for the education of their children. Parents are responsible for the education of their children. Parents are responsible for the education of their children. Come on, help me. Parents are responsible for the education. He said, uh, you don't have to be, you don't have to be, you don't have to be a road scholar to fulfill that responsibility. I just can't tell you all that you can do in this one lesson, but I will give you something that might, might help you and maybe can change your mind just a little bit. One of the greatest educators in our nation, one of the greatest education in our nation is named Walter Williams. Walter Williams just passed recently, a few weeks ago, at 84 years old. He was uh, an American economist. He happened to be an African-American. He was an academic. He was a distinguished professor of economics at George Mason University. There's not another African-American 
in charge of an economics school of thought in any other non-HBUC. Um, this is, this, he was one of, the, one of the only ones. You can find Walter Williams on, you can go to YouTube and, and, and pull up the name Walter Williams and you can listen to his, his lectures, it'll blow your mind. Most, many of you have no idea who he is. And one of the reasons why you don't know who he is is because he's not been, he has not been promoted the way he should be because he, he, because he doesn't wear black glasses. Ask me what that means later. I don't have time. Walter Williams, one of the greatest educations this country has ever seen, ever known. Responsible for umpteen numbers of leaders that have been birthed out of his, out of his teaching. Um, writers, teachers, economists, and so on and so forth have come forth from Walter Williams. An amazing absolutely amazing man he was being interviewed just recently and uh, here's what he said he was giving some stats about education nationally among blacks only 17 percent can read proficiently 17 percent among blacks, only 7% can do math at grade level. In Baltimore and other inner city schools, not a single student tests proficient in math. Not a single student. He said they have a fraudulent education. They are passed from, from, from grade to grade put on a robe, walk down there, get their diploma, and cannot read proficiently, and cannot do math. What's worse is a system that says, because of your skin color, we're going to lower the standards, and we're going to let you in our university so you can fail. But at least we gave you a chance. It's worse than that. Walter Williams said something I was so profound, I had to write it down. He said, for any child in this nation to get a good education, regardless of its skin color, for any child to get a good education, somebody has to make sure that child goes to bed on time. Somebody has to make sure they eat a good breakfast. Somebody has to make sure they do their homework. And somebody has to make sure that they obey their teachers. The greatest reason for student failure in this country is because of absentee parents and irresponsible parents. Today we're praying for our kids, but really we're praying for you. Because nobody in that house can change this but you. Only you can, be, can understand that your child, though may be a little cross with you because you make them turn the television off. I know some parents don't let their children watch the TV but two hours a week. Kudos to you. 
some of you, some of you, what's stealing your child is this. This. This has their minds, imaginations, and emotions. And since they are unwatched, they are untethered, and they can go anywhere they want in the world. See anything they want to see, whenever they want to see it. Your children have already figured out how to get around your sanctions that you put on their phone. This is their educator. And guess what? When they leave your household and they go into the classroom, guess what? Those teachers are in league with this. You wonder why when your child come home and they use those words they've been using, they hurt them and they were sanctioned. It's too quiet in this house. Today, I, wanted to, I want the Lord God Almighty to render a divine reversal in this house. That instead of parents who allow the school to babysit and brainwash your child, instead of that, you take charge and you tell them what they will and they will not teach. I'm sorry, forgive me, but you know what? It's your dollar. Your tax dollars are paying their salary. They are your employees. We have a, an educational system today that says you're too stupid to know what education should be. We have a whole school of thought that on, on, right now that says the parents, get out of the involvement of your ch child's education. You don't know what you're doing. Teachers went to school. We got these doctoral degrees to teach, to, to teach your children. You don't know what we know. We know better than you. Somewhere we got off the rail. The state was to come in and undergird education with the, with the parents' oversight. So if a teacher taught foolishness to your child, you had something to say about it and they could lose their position because you as parents are giving them your children. When those kids come home, they're still your children unless they have been won over by their teachers. It's just kind of sad because, uh, and, and I'm sorry that I'm, I'm not speaking for 100% of the teachers in the system. There are teachers that love God and that, that, that really desire to teach what needs to be taught. Some of them are being hampered because of the system they are in. And I'm going to tell you, God did something in this house which is absolutely amazing. He gave us, uh, he gave us, has always given us throughout the years, a core of awesome teachers. Teachers are so awesome, they make teachers of the year. Year after year after year after year. If you're a teacher in this building, stand up in the name of Jesus. Stand up if you're a teacher. My God. My God. My God. That's a mighty low hand for a mighty big job. They got to teach your bad kids. 
How about educational professionals? If you're an educational professional and you're involved in the system of education, you may be or may not be teaching, but you're involved in the system. Stand up, please. If you're an educational professional, I want to honor you today. That's a mighty low, that's a mighty low cheer for a mighty big position. There's no reason, is no wonder why we are now moving toward the bottom of the list in the world in our education. No one wants to talk about it. Today, in black families, today, in black families, 75% of the children who are born in black families are born to unwedded mothers, 75%. Only 30% of black children live in two-parent homes. Only 30% live in two-parent homes. contrast it all the way back if you go back to it, Walter was talking about this in 1938 11% of children were born 11 only 11% of children were born out of wedlock in 1938 80% of children were born into two parent families but the welfare state has promoted you know, whatever you subsidize, you get. And so, uh, some, a few of the national leaders that had a brilliant idea. It wasn't their own, by the way. So they said, we're going to put a chicken in every pot. We're going to subsidize housing. We're going to pay for y'all living the projects. And we're going to pay you more if you don't get married. And if, the more kids you have, the more money we're going to give you. So your, your baby's daddy had run in and out of the house. As long as the social worker didn't come, he wasn't there. You're good. You still get that check. I wonder what King Jesus thinks about that. Why do you mention these things, Bishop? Because we need to wake up and smell the coffee, take our black glasses off, and look through the glasses of heaven and realize that we've been run amok, we've been hoodwinked, we've been bamboozled. We are more concerned about free stuff than the stuff we earn. We don't mind what government it is as long as we get our free stuff. I got to get my government cheese. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. It directly impacts education. And today, may Almighty God from heaven give us a divine turnaround. And may that turnaround come to every household, every parent, be it a single parent household or a two parent household. 
May God give you a, a divine reversal. Did you not know that the Heavenly Father has a vested interest in your home and that when you, when you do what he asks you to do, that the kingdom of God profits? Did you not know that Jesus is vitally concerned with the education of your child? Because it is the next generation. Did you not know that the Lord invests in the future of any given people, any given nation, in the next generation? How they are educated is going to determine how it goes. If you want to see something that makes you, that make you cry, just study millennialism. Just study what that is. We got a generation that does not even carry our values anymore. They don't want to get married. They don't want to have children. Which is why they shouted and cheered when, when, when before Roe versus Wade. And when Roe versus Wade was overturned, they wept and cried and, and cursed because they saw their rights being taken away. We raised them kids. we pray for you today and pray for your child today you need to understand that it is a godly thing education is a godly thing God has a plan how you train the next how you train the next generation is how your end of days are going to be God preserves his treasure in the generations Nothing worse in the world. If you grow old and be gray or have hair or no hair and, 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 and no, no, no one cares, you, you just have to go into what's now called nursing homes. You, you, visit there, you just visit there for an hour or two, Lord. You'll walk away with a new attitude when you see person after person after person after person who, 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 who did not listen to the laws of God, did not care to govern their lives according to the word of God. You've never seen anything more pitiful in your life than folks at the end of their life and nobody cares. No children to see to them. Nobody visits them. Nobody checks on nurses how they're take, being taken care of or not being taken care of. Lonely? Oh, it'll break you, it'll break you down in tears for you to see it. We did it. Jesus. The Bible is really clear. When you obey the Lord, you're going to be blessed. To tell you what I say, when you obey the Lord, he will bless you. And he'll bless the next generation. And one reason why I'm saying this is because some of you right now, your children, your children are your future. They're your heritage. Your, the, way, the way you treat them now is going to be the way you are treated when, at, when you're at the end of your days. Okay, so what I'm doing today is raising the flag and sounding an alarm. And I'm saying to you that uh, you got to do something about this. You're going to need courage. You're going to need courage, but you need to take that courage from God. You're going to have to do this. You're going to have to do something about this. Because this is... is is destroying your future and destroying the future of your children. Now don't put words in my mouth. I know you got to call. I know you got to communicate. 
But there's a whole lot more going on here than that. Unbridled, untattered, un unfettered. No oversight. I, I heard, I think it was my daughter, Tomorrow, you, you got to parent your phone. Is that what you said? You got to parent your phone time. Because it's an educator, it's addictive. Three days ago, I was on my phone and I, I discovered this little uh, game. And, and since I'm a person who loves order, since I'm a person who loves order, I love the way things fit. I like to put things together. I, I, I love that. So this is a little puzzle. That, you know, you flip it down, you put them blocks, and you put them blocks together. And, and when you do that, they, they, some disappear. And, and, you, and when you make all them blocks disappear, and then they give you a little bing, 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 give you a little happy, oh, good, woo, woo, woo. very good, oh, very good. Oh, excellent. I'm going to go bing, 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 an hour and a half later. Bing, bing, bing. What is happening? Gonna pray for you in a moment. But I want you to understand that when God gave them Deuteronomy, He placed the responsibility in the hands of parents, not children. You decide whether you're gonna raise a buffoon or not. You decide whether you're gonna raise a hoe or not. You decide. Were you going to raise a pimp or not? Your choice. But if you've been infested with the attitude that your children are really good, and your babies can do no wrong, and that sin is a social construct, If you, if you have that attitude, then you won't bring correction when correction needs to be off. Oh, he's so cute. Yeah. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Cussing you out like a sailor. Oh, he's so cute. I don't want to go to bed. Because you know you don't want to you don't want to administer any corporal punishment because if you minister corporal punishment somebody the neighbors are called defects on you and come and take your children away you ain't got enough sense to put a pillow over their mouth and beat the living daylights out of them in fact one of the disciplines that we had at home I don't know if you remember this one or not shut up Shut up. Bam! Yep, yep. <laughs> Kid be like you're going into apoplexy. <laughs> Cut all that out. <sighs> Sit down and get that homework done. You can't go outside. Why? Because you didn't finish what I told you. I told you you finish your homework first, then you can go. 
If nobody tells that children, if nobody puts rails around that children's life, somebody's going to put jail bars around that children's life. So when we pray for you today, it's in the light of this I'm talking about. You have to rescue your kids from a system that captures their imagination and their mind and turns them against all that we've been taught, all that God represents. I'm sorry. You see, I would not say that. I'm sorry, but we're already there. I wish I don't have the time to, to, to expose it to you. If I had time, I'd, I'd give you some clips so you can see what I'm talking about, that I'm not lying to you. We have a system, it's a godless system that does not care about our children. They care about raising them in, the, in their image. And they think you're a fool and you have no say-so about it. Education, see, you can't, it, listen to me. If you have responsibility, listen, responsibility and authority run hand in hand. I wrote it down in my notes. If, you have, if, you, if I give you responsibility and you have no power to carry it out, that's slavery. What we're dealing with here is something... <laughs> Amen. Responsive power without responsibility is tyranny. Responsibility without power is slavery. God will never tell you, you are responsible and not give you the power to carry that out. I'm sorry, you're going to have to have tougher skin than that. And some of you are going to have to have some real tough skin because you've allowed your child to go in a certain direction for too long. And now, when you say no, they're going to look at you like you lost your last mind. <laughs> you know what they look like. Like, come on. Actually, Bernie Mac had it. He had it. Bernie Mac had it. I'm sorry. I didn't like Bernie Mac's language, but I like what he. I like some of the stuff he said. <laughs> what did he tell that dude? <laughs> come on, come on, just jump. I wish you out. Just come on. Cause <laughs> our, our kids, we did it. We're too busy trying to make a living. Today, when we pray for you, we will now. What we want is you to make a turnaround or divine reversal in your heart. I am responsible for the education of my child, not the teachers, not the principals, not the administrators. They help me do my job. And if they're trying to do more, I need to say something about it. Some of you have been silent and you should not be silent. Some of you need to show up to the parent-teacher meeting and stand up and say, I got this from my child the other day. This is one of the books that you have my child reading. 
Uh, I understand this to be pornographic. You're teaching my three-year-old about sex. You're teaching my five-year-old about sex. You're teaching my nine-year-old about what gender they are. You, you lost your mind. It's not your job anyway. You don't raise my child. I raise my child. Some of y'all need to be up in there saying that. Your kids bring, they bring that mess home. Some of you don't even know what your kids are bringing home because your kids have been learning. Well, I did my homework at school. You laughing. You know I'm telling you the truth, don't you? She go, eee. <laughs> I did my homework at school, man. I can play. So, and then give your child a grade. Give your, you never see the grade. Because that child will bring it home. You don't want to see it no way. <laughs> so what do you want us to do, Bishop? I want you to be a parent. I want you to step into that role with all of its authority. And I want you to repent before God for not being as concerned and without being mindful. I want you to admit to God what you didn't do. Because some of your children are older and they're already in the way of the world. They're already thinking like the world. They can outcuss you. They didn't learn it in your home. Well, some of them didn't. And when it comes time for correction, you feel like, you know, I failed. No, actually, as a parent, no matter what stage you're in, you can be a success. By, here's what God did. To rever one of the greatest divine reversals is the word called repentance. When you confess, I didn't do this right. Sometimes you have to tell your kids, I didn't do this right. I didn't do right by you. I need you to forgive me. Would you forgive me? I didn't do right by you. What do you mean, Bob? I didn't have kill you the first time you said no to me. I let you do whatever you did, please. I let you run all over. I, I let you go out. I let you sneak out the window. I knew you was gone. I didn't say nothing. I, you, know, I, you need to just admit that, that, admit that you, just, you, just, you, you just think you know, I don't be bothered. And now they're, they're grown or grown as tall as you. And you see stuff. They're still in your house. But you won't parent. Lord help us. I think, honey, we might have to have some, some training for parents, for parenting at particular ages because that, it's, it's different at different ages in terms of how long they let them go. No matter how far along they are, I promise you, I promise you that God Almighty has and will give you the power to see them turn around. It's one of the divine reversals that God is doing right now in our time. Bringing our prodigals home. I'm talking about home here. I'm talking about home to heaven. I'm talking about turning their minds completely around. I'm talking about them having repenting to you, weeping and, and crying. So mama, just, mama, I'm sorry I did this. I'm talking about God is a God that can do that. But you're gonna have to, you go, you're gonna have to woman up, you're gonna have to man up. And say what thank you. I like that. You have to parent up and say what it, say what God says. It's the word of God missing that is the problem in their life. 
and you let them carry that nasty attitude around in your house. And you tolerate that mess because you were too cowardly. Oh, Lord, don't get me. You, you know, you too, too. I know, you wouldn't take care of that when you were small. Because some, some, maybe some of you bought into the thing that if I whip my kids, I'd be cruel. Well, is the scripture lying or what? And I know every infraction doesn't deserve a whipping. Some of y'all are, are, are deranged today because they beat you for looking, for crossing your eyes. <laughs> you know, that, that one day you're feeling froggy, testosterone and wild up in your system. You know, you, you got feeling your oats and your parents say something and you roll in my eyes. Some of y'all got big lips. It, wasn't, you didn't, you didn't, it didn't come by inheritance. It came by backhand. That's why them lips so big. You don't need no Botox. You, you have backhand. <laughs> yeah, I wish you would talk to me like well, you don't talk. You know, I, I don't. I, where, where were you born? Where were you raised? My, you couldn't look at your parents like. Oh, 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 I know what, I know what your problem is. You know. And there wasn't no, I, I'm going to beat you tomorrow. Oh, no. I know some of you are listening to me. Some of you online probably think, well, that, you know, you're a little sadistic, ain't you? Well, according to national standard, probably so. You know, isn't it amazing we live in a culture that respect is a high order? You don't disrespect me. People getting shot over what they call disrespect. The concept of that came, misconcept came from the house. Where disrespect was really shown, it should have been retaliated by a parent with appropriate discipline. Some kids, you don't have to beat them because they have such a sensitive heart. When they do act the fool, you just look at them. Yeah, right. Some of them, if you looked at them, they say, <laughs> Some of them, you can't, you can't look at them. Am I right, Darren? Some of them, you can't look at. Some of them, you got to say, No, what's well, kidding me? But you come with me here. Come on here. We coming back here in the room. We might have to give a class on how do you beat your child. That would be good. Wouldn't that be good? <laughs> yeah. So some of you, some of you, I said they put it on nine. Some of, I said, we need a class on how to beat your child. I bet you if I had a class, I bet you I'd get all kind of enrollees. How you do that? Oh, my mama had some, my mama and my dad had some interesting ways to do that. First of all, it depends on the child. Now, if you got one of them child that, that, that's pretty compliant, and then lay there and take it, you just pam, pam, hit them two times. They say, they, they, they just done. Oh, yeah. oh. But you got some of them kids, some of your baby kids. Some of y'all need to go back to Sinbad. Don't you run from me.
Some of, y'all don't, some of y'all don't even know how long to whip your kids when a whooping is appropriate. Because some of your kids are, some of, your, some of y'all got some tough kids. Bam. 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 Now some of them, you almost have to knock them out. See what Come see me. I got some secrets. I can change that look with one stroke. <laughs> Baby, you get the you get the kick out of this, ain't you? <laughs> because you nobody nobody talk. And no, you don't know because they didn't do it to you. Some parents don't know how to discipline because they never discipline them. They would never discipline themselves. So they don't know how to do that. Ooh, my daddy was a master discipliner, a disciplinarian. Ooh. When I think about it, now I'm 74 years old. When I, th- <laughs> I think back about it, I just go, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. It's like right here. So, boy, I'm gonna put something on your mind. You ain't gonna never forget. <laughs> Some of my kids today, they just got the aftermath of my memory of what happened to me. But what's beautiful, one, one thing I do have a, a clear, crystal clear, clear, I have crystal clarity on this such. My father loved me. It was never the question. I believe that God wants to reverse this in families all over America, beginning in this house. That the education of your children is just, or the miseducation of your children is really exposing what needs to happen in your families. Some of you don't have an educational culture in your house. Neither of your parents uh, stayed the course to get a degree or whatever so you don't have that in your you don't have that in your memory and, and that's okay because God can change that not forgetting that there's so many who before us two or three generations ago none of the parents had educations but they understood the value of it so they saw to it that their child got it I remember listening to Ben Carson who's one of the greatest surgeons ever lived and Ben was talking about his mama. He said, my mama would make me, she wouldn't let me have no, she would not let us watch TV. We had to come home, read them books and get them book reports. And she would take, I, when you get through with your book report, I want it. And she'd take that book report and mark it up, mark red ink and, you know, and, 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 and every, every report. She had, I want, where's the book report? And, and he bring the book report and she'd mark it up. She said, I didn't know till later my mama couldn't even read. God Almighty. But she made sure he got what he needed to get. And he was a single. He was a, it was a single parent home. Metro, Metro, Metro City Church. Education is our responsibility. Look at each other. Tell them. Look at each other. Talk to them. Education is our responsibility. Is our responsibility. 
So as we pray for you, it's about God bringing a reversal in your heart and in your home and over the life of your children so that God will give you favor with your children so that they, they understand you love them, but they also understand that love is not weak. Love is not meek. Love is not undisciplined. Love is powerful. Love is violent. Love is insistent. Love cares so much until love doesn't mind putting you through pain so you can get what you need. You need courage to do that. I never hurt so bad until I whip my kids and not, you know, then I go in the room and cry. Lord have mercy. Because you knew you could see that thing in them. And you knew that you, get, you got to do more than two or three strokes. You got to say no. And you can figure out what it is that, that, that brings that child to discipline. It, it may not be physical. It may not be physical strokes. Something has to be taken away or something has to be restricted. or you know, you, you, The Lord is so good. He'll show you exactly what's needed to get the proper attitude from that child. You break the rebellion, not their spirit. You discipline their nasty attitude, not their person. You discipline their, their foul actions. You're not making them feel less than a person. Why do you do that? Because you understand if they don't realize, if they don't go through this, if they don't experience this, they got worse pain coming in the days to come. How did you say it in your message, Elder you several weeks ago, you're either going to deal with the discipline of, the pain of discipline or the pain of defeat, the pain of regret, the pain of failure. So you put the sanctions up. You cut the television off. You take the phone. Take them long enough for them to go through withdrawals. I'm really serious about that. But you didn't want to be bothered. Here, yeah, give them a phone. Occupy them two, three hours. What you didn't know is what they were being programmed with. Okay, this is not a message that I planned, but... uh. We're going to pray for parents. And the reason why we're praying for parents is because the blessing that comes in receiving the responsibility to parent the next generation, God is so serious about it until he calls himself the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He identifies himself with at least bringing forth three generations. Is that awesome? You think God is not into parenting? Oh, my God. When we want to identify with him, he says, identify with me first as father. God knows. Whenever a parent does this, 
you're fulfilling your godly, one of your godly assignments. So today, I'm going to have, I'm going to have my, my, uh, I'm going to have Pastor Tiffany come back up and we're going to call you forth and I want you to come with your children and understand I'm more concerned about you, parent, than I am about that child because I know if you get right, that, that child's going to have it made. No, they're going to come. We're going to keep the order, but we're just going to pray. We keep the order. And those of who are going to pray, we're going to keep that order. It's going to go pretty quickly. I want you to receive it's about authority. It's about spiritual authority being conferred and blessing conferred over you so you can do the job God has called you to do. Are you breathing, saints? It's about having authority to bring order to your home. Some of your homes are so disorderly. I'm not talking about in terms of just cleanliness or where things are, that too. But in terms of what happens in that home and when it happens in that home. It's, it's some of you, you live in a zoo. It's just all over the place. They don't know when to eat, where to eat, how to eat. They have no consistent eating times. They have no study times. They have no play time. Oh, I'm sorry, every time, all the time is play time. And here's worse. Here's what's worse. You're setting a pattern for their generation. Guess what? They're going to set the same pattern. Come on. For theirs. Say it again. Mm -mm. So let's change that today. Shall we change it, parents? It takes courage to do it. But you know what? The moment you say, Lord, Lord I'll accept the call to parent. The way you want. And you get an anointing to be able to do it. You get instruction and you can do it. And your, I promise you, your kids are going to turn. They're going to turn. You stand there and you make that thing, you structure it so that child can get what they need. If they need special help, God will show you how to get them special help. He even opened up ways of income to get pay folk to do what needs to be done. Hallelujah. That thing is on me today. Lord, have mercy. So today we change. Today we change.